Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Put some BTP sports in your cup and listen up. I came to bring the pain. What up, though? Yo, what up though, BTP fans and supporters, and welcome to episode 8 of this season of Bring the Pain Sports Talk after further review. I am your host, the Badger Mitchell Brock, <laughs> and we are here, of course, with the great sports Morpheus and the crew. So, um, we got a lot to talk about today, Whole man. Lot, a lot of- we got a lot to talk about today. As we uh, said earlier, the NBA playoffs starts today, mm-hmm. right? And the the, uh, the real playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, no disrespect to the play in. I mean, because we talked about that last week. We know you're not a big fan of the play in. Nope. I get I get your point, but just as a fan, I like do or die situations. So, um, but uh, the matchups are officially set. The uh, pool of sixteen is uh, officially set. So let's start off in the West. Um, actually, they just tipped off about five minutes ago. We got the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks. All right, yeah. so. Let's let's talk about that series. What you what you seeing in that Utah series? Utah Jazz are a solid team from top to bottom. Um, you know, very great uh, defensive team. They got. Uh, I don't know if he should be the, the uh, definitely a candidate again. Rudy Gobert uh, in, in DPOY. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, solid defensive team from top to bottom. They're gonna be they're gonna be around for a while. I, I got. I'm going with Utah in that series. Okay. All right. Uh, same same with me. Um, you know, Dallas has been good this year, mm-hmm. but Utah has been better this year. Right. And, of course, with the Mavericks, you got Luka dealing with the ankle injury. Yeah. So that's obviously going to be big. Right. Um, I heard somebody saying that uh, it, they're reported as an ankle, but I heard somebody saying that they think it's actually an Achilles Ooh. and they're just uh, playing it off as an ankle. Ooh. I don't know if I believe that nah. because the Achilles is something different. Right. If you even strain your Achilles, you, you can, it's, yeah. you, you're you not playing. You're not playing. You could play on a bad ankle. I've right. done it. You've mm-hmm. done it. But um, Achilles, that's a no deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll just take it what it is, and it's, it's an ankle injury, and it's going to affect them. So, yeah, I, I got the Jazz five, six tops. I say five. Five, yeah. yeah. Okay, so – after that, we got um, to stay in the West. We got the Minnesota Timberwolves, and <laughs> oh. well, hold on. Now, see, I normally would never answer the phone during the during the air, but this is the legendary oh. Ralph Cooper that's calling me. Yes, sir. We gonna take this hey, call good on morning, the air. Ralph. Hey, good. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm 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 on the air right now. <laughs> I told everybody I'm gonna answer the phone. I'm gonna What's definitely up, answer the phone with you on speaker. So. I, I, I thank you, thank you for calling me back, everybody, y'all. This is the good, this is the legendary Ralph Cooper that's on the phone, the goat of Houston <laughs> sports media. Let me tell y'all something, man. This man right here that's on the phone, no Ralph Cooper, no BTP. Facts, okay. But yeah, yeah. hey Ralph, I'm I'm gonna uh, call you back when the show is over. That okay? Oh yeah, just hit me back. Um, I'll be riding around. Just hit. All right, thanks. Okay, All right, you. Thank all right, hey sir, thanks. So when Ralph Cooper called, you picked the you, phone you, up. you answered the phone. I don't phone. care what you're doing. Facts. So we we gonna veer just a little yeah. bit because of that. For those of 
people outside, if you're in Houston and you know anything about Houston sports media, you know who Ralph Cooper mm-hmm. is. It's, it's my Detroit people is kind of like, um, like Mitch album, like the black Mitch album. Mm-hmm. Like he is like the guy in Houston sports media. This is when I knew mm-hmm. Ralph Cooper. Ralph Cooper was that guy. Yeah. The first time I ever met him is at the Labor Day Classic right. in 2014. Which, Our, by the way, he's the one who came up with the name by Labor the way, Day Classic. By the way. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Yeah. And, um, it, of course, Prairie View and Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. You were in the press box. Mm-hmm. Me and Jolivet was down on the, uh, on the field mm-hmm. covering. And he, he may remember this. He may not. And... Jolivet, I saw his eyes light up and he goes, bro, there go Ralph Cooper. I was like, who? <laughs> the way he looked at me. Now, mind you, I had just gotten into Houston sports media, yeah. so I didn't know. I said, who is that? He said, you don't know? Ralph, you don't know who Ralph <laughs> Cooper is? So once I got the scoop on who Ralph Cooper was, that, that was it. But uh, yeah, and keep your eyes and ears peeled for something yeah. special. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. that's all we're going to tell you right yeah. now. But let's go back into the NBA, man. Um, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. Of course, you got the Grizzlies with the great John Morant, who is an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody says. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pat Bev and the Timberwolves. Talk about, talk, <laughs> <laughs> talk about that series. You said Pat Bev and the Timberwolves. That's like, that's like introducing the, Mike, the, the Jackson 5. By saying Tito Jackson in the Jackson Five, like <laughs> Pat Bev is like one of the least relevant guys in the NBA right now. He hops around like a circus animal. And they won the game to get, they won the playing game to get into the playoffs. Let me tell you something, man. Y'all, y'all going home? That celebration was Period. epic. It, it was, it was epic, but it was a waste. Yeah. Like you have no business being in the playoffs anyway. You overachieved. Congratulations. Here's your eight seed. Goodbye. Sweep. Sweet. Done. Wolves are going to sweep them? Yeah. So let's talk about the Minnesota. Grizzlies are going to sweep the, the Wolves. That's what I meant. Yeah. My bad. The, yeah. the Wolves are going to get swept yeah. by the Grizzlies. Yeah. So let, let's let's talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Somebody asked, okay, who you going for? Who you want to win? First of all, I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. So if the Detroit Pistons aren't playing, I don't, I don't care, care if the Harlem Globetrotters win the championship. Yeah. But we have a special vested interest. At least I do. And Coach Lee is here. So that mm-hmm. is perfect timing. Mm-hmm. She's from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. She's a big Timberwolves fan. And they got Jerry Vanderbilt. Yeah. As you know, Jerry Vanderbilt, we have been covering Jerry Vanderbilt from uh, V Prep, Victory Prep here mm-hmm. in Houston since he was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. And the first time we saw this kid play, do you remember that? Man. 23 <laughs> points in three quarters I t- on varsity I as a sophomore. You, I said, why did they have this Division One college player playing with these high school kids? Just incredible ball player, man. He <laughs> was just, from the time he was in the 10th grade, he was the best player on the yeah. floor. And um, he got drafted by the Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. played with the Nuggets for a few minutes, and then he bounced around the G League for a minute. And now he's back on the big uh, stage with the Minnesota Timberwolves and tremendous kid man so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely pulling for the wolves i don't see nothing happening sorry leah but you know i'm definitely definitely going for the wolves just because jared is such a dope kid man but yeah i'm going with you grizzlies yeah. in four or yes. five tops sorry. they might steal one but sorry, i say I, I say grizzlies in, <laughs> sorry, in four Coach or five leah, tops. Sorry, yeah so but hey y'all got the prince uh, tour <laughs> yeah and we're gonna be we're gonna go see i'm, I'm going go and check absolutely 100 sure. yeah um paisley park tour absolutely yeah. so a um, lot of games today man so um to switch over to the east 
um, we got the Raptors and the Sixers. That is going to be an interesting Ooh, series. Oh, man. That, that is going to be an interesting series. Ooh. So talk to me about that one. Man, uh, to me, all the pressure is on the Sixers. You went out, you made the move, you go, go get James Harden. Uh, I question whether or not they've had enough time to jail mm-hmm. with him and Joel, Joel Embiid. And let's be honest, let's talk about James Harden's track record, man. It's, it's time to have a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. you're on the backside of your career. You ain't got it done yet. Or he hasn't had that playoff moment. I, it, it's not even about Oh, he has. Just not in a good way. Right, right. He, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He, you know, he turns into Lames Harden or something. I don't know <laughs> what happens in the playoffs. It's like, that's just kryptonite. Like, yeah. the pressure of being in the playoffs. Dude, just he hasn't shown that he can handle it. So, um, Toronto, man, they are rugged, rough, tough. Underrated, man. Underrated and underappreciated, man. I, I think that one, that, that's going to be a full – it's going to go down to the last game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if, if the if the Sixers are going to advance, it's going to be Embiid just having that breakout series like like um, Gian, like Giannis did, you know, last, last year. year. Yeah. You know, this, is, this is Embiid's time to shine. Yeah. And I hope they're smart enough to understand that he is the Batman on the team. James Harden is the Robin. So, And, and you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. And I said this in a, uh, on a, a Facebook group, and people kind of looked at me funny. But if they just took the time to understand what I was saying, from a talent perspective, James Harden and Joel Embiid has the potential Mm-hmm. To be like a Kobe Shaq mm-hmm. or Shaq uh, Penny Hardaway combination, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got a swing man that can put the ball in the bucket from anywhere. Mm-hmm. You got a big man. I'd say more like um, Penny and Shaq because Embiid is a little more athletic than right. later Shaq. Right. So maybe you got a big that can do it all. Mm-hmm. You got a big that can play with his back to the basket. Mm-hmm. You got a big that can shoot. You got a big that can block shots, play defense. Mm-hmm. And then you got a swing man that can put the ball in the bucket from anywhere. Right. But the mentality is what separates them together. from. Yeah. But right. talent wise, that's got to be right. the best one, two punch as far as little and big in All the paper, league absolutely. right now. Yeah. If they can put it together. Right. Right. So, but like you said, James Harden just has not had that. Now here's the thing. It's not the playoffs that makes him choke up because games one through six, Mm-hmm. He'll put up 30, 25, 30, 35. It's the big moments in the playoffs. Bingo. That's it. That's where he falls apart. That's it. When it comes to game seven mm. or closeout games. You're right. A crucial game or a pivotal game. Like if it's a three, three, a 2-2 two, two series and you're trying to go up, oh, here he comes. Yep. Starts falling apart. Yep. Yep. And I don't know what it is about him, but I'm going to go. I'm still going to take the Sixers in the series because I think they're just more talented. So I got the Sixers in six. I I got them in seven. Seven. I'll get them in seven. I, I can see but that. Like I said, it's 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 going to be Embiid time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And another MVP candidate, in in my mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. maybe the front runner mm-hmm. for the MVP. So, um, and the final game tonight will be, and this is an interesting series, more interesting than people might think. Mm-hmm. The Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to me about that one. Golden State continues to be. You know, a, a very high-scoring, high-volume machine. But the only problem with them is when they're off, they're off. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have – and Denver is a great perimeter defensive team. They're also very big, long, long and strong yep. and on the inside. So they're going to present 
I think some matchup problems, unless Steph Curry and, and Clay just go absolutely bonkers, I think they're gonna present some problems for the Warriors. I'm going I'm going with the Nuggets in six, man. Yeah. You you got the Nuggets? I got the Nuggets in six. Hot take. This is hot take Saturday on that one. So I'm gonna start off by saying you're crazy. Don't believe the hype. You're crazy. Now, <laughs> the Nuggets, they may steal a couple. They may take them six. Okay. But oh, yeah, they going to take them six and send them home. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I don't see the Nuggets beating the Golden yep. State Warriors six out of seven. Uh, I'm they sorry, four out of seven games. the spirit of Robert Pack, and they're going to send the this Warriors home. Robert Pack. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the big upset in yep. 94. Yep. And Matum- Robert Pack and Matumbo. Matumbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He dunked on, uh, Robert Pack dunked on Sean Kemp. Yes, he did. Yeah. Nasty. 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 Filthy. Okay, so you got Nuggets in. I got Nuggets in seven. The Nuggets in uh, six. Nuggets in six. Nuggets I, in I six. got Warriors in six. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So that uh, wraps up today's games. Now, tomorrow, we got the uh, Miami Heat mm. and the Atlanta Hawks, mm. which should be an interesting series. You know, the Heat. Just came off of the finals two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the bubble. Did they play over their heads a little bit? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, they got back to the playoffs last year, got mm-hmm. bounced, and now they're back. Mm-hmm. And they've got an opponent that they're probably on the same level. Young teams, um, got a, a couple of a couple of stars, but no major major star. Trey Young, huh? Maybe. So talk to me about that series. And the Miami Heat, though, man, they just have that that chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like they they play with a level of intensity that I don't think anybody in the league is, is playing with right now. Um, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Beans, yeah, whew, man. Uh, Atlanta squeaked into the playoffs. You know, they the, the the inconsistency with them is the thing that concerns me. And once the pressure gets on, like those guys, they they're like a shark in the water, and they smell blood. They're gonna get you out of there quick. So. Trey Young got Trey, off on yeah. Cleveland oh, the other man. night, man. He's such incredible talent. He's yeah. going to be so good. Like, we're just seeing the, the beginning of him. He's got to get out of Atlanta. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the bottom. They, either one or two things need yeah. to happen. They need to get him some help, or he needs to get out of Atlanta. Yeah. But, yeah, Trey Young is absolutely yeah. a stud, man, yeah. honestly. But, Hawks, um, you're in the right city. Go ahead and go to Mel. Was it Magic City? Get, get some, some of the wings. wings. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy the rest of the playoffs when your asses get eliminated because that's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull out the broom and give it to the the Heat. Sweep. I got Heat in five. Sweep. I don't see any sweep. Well, yes, I do. We'll get to that one in a minute. I see. Oh, I see a sweep. Yeah, I see a sweep. <laughs> and you already know which one I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah. So, I got, uh, you say um, Heat in four. Mm-hmm. I say Heat in five. Atlanta's still one in the ATL, I think. Maybe if Jimmy Butler said, you know what, let's stay one extra night so I can get some Bojangles chicken. <laughs> Bojangles Call coming to Houston. Them. Did you know that? I heard. Shaq, I Shaq heard. is bringing Bojangles to Houston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all yeah. would we'll wait till I stop eating fried right. foods to bring Bojangles to Houston, but I'm still going to anyway. get some. Yeah, yeah. I'm still going to get some. <laughs> so, it's not on the plan. But we're going to get some. We're sticking to it. That's right. Till it gets here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so second game tomorrow is now this series right here. This series right here. This series right, right here. The Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Ooh. Celtics. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something, bro. Mm. The Boston Celtics. I'm sorry. The Brooklyn Nets are hands down the best seven seed of you, all you, time. you will ever see of all time. This is the seven seed that can most right. deaf put out the number two. Right. Right. So I'm sorry, number uh they're eight. I'm sorry, they're playing number one. 
Talk to me about that series. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they lift the uh, COVID ordinance for the uh, city of New York? I'm not sure. I believe they did, or they're about to. I, I don't know the specifics of it, but and if they get Kyrie Irving to play in that series for more than three games, he'll man, play. He'll he's, play. he's a difference maker. He's part of the reason why the Brooks, the Brooklyn Nets, are an eight seed is because they only had they. Only had him for half, half a season. Half games, yep. And he only had half uh, James Harden for half a season, and Kevin Durant was hurt half a season. So now that they got the pieces together, man, they're they're way better than advertised. Oh, yeah, and, ben, and ben Simmons didn't play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, by the way, Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons didn't yeah. play. Yeah, we just tossed that in, you know, forgot about another all-star player. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we forgot about being seven. Oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's 7-2. Yeah. Seven, seven, Bo- yeah. Brooklyn is 2. Bro- Brooklyn is 7. Boston is they 2. They don't even need to be in sync because they just got so much darn talent on that team. Man. Yeah. 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 Bo- Boston is tough, but um, the Brooklyn, if there's ever a 7 mm. that can knock off a 2, it is that's definitely a, That's the a 7 that could go to the finals. Like, Clearly. And, it will, and nobody would be shocked. No. No, right. no, no, like you said, uh, KD, Kyrie, and yeah. hopefully uh, uh, Ben Simmons. And you take this pressure play. off the Simmons because Kevin Durant is just so darn good, man. Like, all that Ben Simmons has to do is basically be like a game manager. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Run the, run the point. Okay, Kevin, you got this. And, you know, he, he's good, man. So he, he can be the guy that he reminds me of when I watch him play. He reminds me of Magic Johnson. Yeah. In the sense of he's a huge point guard. Right. I mean, Magic was 6'9". Simmons right. was, what, 6'7"? Yeah. He's a huge point he's guard. He's a long 6'7". Yeah, yeah. Right. Magic was a little more right. stocky. Uh, right. Ben Simmons is a, a long 6'7". Right. Right. He, he's not like Magic. Magic wasn't a 6'9 guy that could play point guard. No. He was a 6'9 point guard. Right. That's what Ben Simmons is. Ben right. Simmons is a 6'7 point guard. Right. And that was the problem he had in Philadelphia is they tried to make him what he wasn't. Mm-mm. They tried right. to make him a scorer. They tried to make him a shooter. That's they tried to make him the... The offense runs through him, and that's not what he does. Right. He is a point guard. Right. So if he gets to Brooklyn and he can, he'll be more of a two with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's he's not the the number one scoring option. Right. That that Philadelphia he, wanted him he, he to don't, be. He don't want that. No, he never wanted. That's not what that. he does. He never wanted. He can, don't get it twisted. He can score. Now right. he's the greatest right. shooter. Right. But he can get to he the can get he, to the bucket. He can get to the rack. Right. But with not having the pressure of being the number one scoring option, right. we all know who that is over there. Oh yeah. It's no reason why but they can't be. Bonkers. That's gonna open the door for Kyrie to just go bonkers, man. Because you have to, you're gonna stay up all night worrying about Kevin Durant. Yeah, you have to show some respect to Ben Simmons. What the hell are you gonna do with Kyrie Irving? Yeah, yeah, and oh, man, do you see Kyrie went crazy yeah. in that play-in game? Yep. And what was he? I didn't think he missed a shot until like the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yep. <laughs> just went nuts, man. So, and he's and he's Ramadan. He's fasting. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. He he's actually yeah, he's, fasting. He's, he's a, yeah, yeah Muslim, he's, he's Muslim. Yeah. So he's 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 fasting right yeah. now and put up thirty four points. Yeah. He he like put a large one. It was like it was lightweight. Yeah. Light work. Yeah. 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 Bananas, man. Yeah. So that that's that's gonna be a good series, man. But I I'm gonna take the upset. I got Brooklyn in six. You really call that an upset though? Uh, uh, seating wise. Technically. Seating wise. Yeah, yeah, technically. 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 Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Nets and uh, Nets and six. Six. Nets okay, six. so we agree on that yeah. one. Okay, now the next game tomorrow will be another series that is not going to go the way everybody may think it's going to go. The Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks, mm. like we talked about last week. 
the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan is absolutely killing it He's in crazy. Chicago. It's just crazy right yeah. now. Yeah. Right? And we the Bucks, we know what the Bucks are. Right. They are the defending champions mm-hmm. and everybody's back. So talk about that series. Gotta put some respect on the champs, man. Yeah. Um uh, they got the bad the baddest dude in the league right now, man. Giannis. Yeah. And uh they're just they're solid from top to bottom. They just don't they don't make a lot of mistakes. They play very solid. They play well as a team. Um, the size, the, the athleticism on that team, a lot of problems. But yeah. the youth and the energy, and then they don't play like a young team because they don't do a lot of dumb things. But Chicago's, man, they, they got a hell of a lot of talent on that team. Yes, man. they do. And, you know, uh, our boy Lonzo. Yeah. That, hey, break, break it out. He's breaking, breaking out, out over man. there, he, man. He's, yeah. found his, he found, he's found his own way. So, um, you know, he's becoming a star in the league. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't think Chicago's quite there yet to knock off a champion, right. but they're definitely in a in an uptick. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Bucks in five. Yep, agreed. But I'm, it's going to be five. It's going to be a five game series that feels like seven. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're yeah. going to beat them up. Yeah, they're going to beat them up. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about the Milwaukee Bucks that I find interesting, and it's it's part of the reason they won the championship last year. Yeah, is because. There are no egos. You could see there are no egos on that team. Right. Like Giannis is the guy. I would say Giannis is probably the face of the league right now. Yeah. As far yeah. as young, young upcoming. I mm-hmm. mean, you still got your old heads, LeBron, KD, mm-hmm. uh, Steph. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. But as far as young, young guys, mm-hmm. under say under 30, mm-hmm. Giannis is definitely the face the of the league right now, in my opinion. Yeah. But you never know it. Yeah. You never know it. So, you know, I, I yeah. Yeah, Milwaukee and I say five. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. So um, to talk about sweeps, this is the sweep I see, and I think this one is going to be bad. The New Orleans Pelicans and the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Phoenix has been hands down mm-hmm. the best and most consistent team in the league this year. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Right. So talk to me about this. I'm, I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time on this. Uh, for those of you that are Rocky fans, uh, you know the intro, uh, the introductory credits of Rocky Three, where Rocky's knocking all the guys out. That's pretty much <laughs> what's going to happen here. This is like Rocky versus Big Yank Ball or something. <laughs> or the guy who names Spider Rico. Spider Rico. Yeah, Spider Rico. Quick knockout done. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 not even much to talk about there. <laughs> it's not there, much to talk about. There, there's absolutely. No saving grace for the New Orleans. They should have lost against the Clippers, to be honest. The Pelicans should have lost against the Clippers, yeah. but they just they didn't have the, the, the soul to you know finish that comeback. Right, but, right, right, yeah. right, right. So either uh, team was going to get beat anyway, so they might as well go home. Yeah, exactly. The play-ins, the, the only like I said, the only play-in team who has a legitimate shot is the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, I, I agree that that's going to be a whitewash, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Next game or now we go, that's it. Mm-hmm. Those are all the series. So you've got our predictions for the playoffs. Now, before we shift gears, is there something you want to tell the people about that you got going on? Oh, I keep forgetting. Yeah, I am the, uh, for those of you have been following, you know that I am the uh, media representative for the NFL Alumni Weight Loss Challenge, mm-hmm. uh, the Wellness Challenge. So the goal is for me to exceed a 70-pound weight loss goal by kickoff of Super Bowl 57. It's killing it, man. So we've been tracking the progress. Last week we were at 355. Yep. Uh, so we'll see where we are now. Um, but the journey continues. 
Uh, those of you who want to join the challenge, um, I, I, I know I promised you to have some information this week. I'm sorry. We will have it up on our website. So just follow btpsportstalk.com and you'll see the updates on there. Check out our new website. We revamped it. Uh, we also have links to all of our podcast platforms. So any podcast platform on earth, basically, the links are there for you to follow us uh, on our podcast. So you jump on there. Give us a give, give us a review. Please. Uh, subscribe. Please. You know, show us show us the love, man. Show us the love. So yeah, I don't understand how much that 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 helps us out, man. Yes. Um, it's all everything on the internet and social media nowadays is algorithms. Yep. It ain't about money. It's right. algorithms. Right. Who are people liking? Who are people watching? Who are people subscribing to? The more you like, click, watch, the better the more circulation that we get. So right. and if you're not following us on all social media platforms, make sure you do so. We're on Twitter at BTP underscore sports. We're on Instagram at, no, my mistake, Twitter is BTP sports. Mm -hmm. Instagram is BTP underscore sports. Facebook is BTP sports talk. And if you watch podcasts on Spotify, iRadio, iHeart, Google, and as of day before yesterday, mm -hmm. we are now on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So literally, we used to say, no matter where you watch podcasts, you can see us. Now it's literal. Mm -hmm. No matter where you watch podcasts, you can see us. And always go to Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V.com. Type in BTP Sports, and you'll see us there. Now, let's go ahead and get All this right. weight knocked mm -hmm. off. And I'm going to take Man, it. Man, we got to get Michael Buffer in here when these days. Man, for real. <laughs> Take our Instagram folks over there. All right. I don't know what I'm pulling this wall out for. It ain't like nothing in it. Mm -hmm. Make sure you hit the uh, button first. Right. The moment of truth. So from 379, 379 was the original yeah. weigh-in. 379 to 352 in what, a couple of months, two months? No, now you just, uh, we just crossed the one month mark. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because like, we didn't actually start the challenge until like the beginning of uh, March. That's right. Yeah, so That's we, right. We just crossed. You didn't uh, actually start. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah, man. Good job, brother. Good job, good job. So, um, again, join join the fight um, to obesity and health, and join the NFL alumni right. organization. We're a part of it, and right. also keep your eyes and ears peered for MB Nutrition right. coming soon. Sign up with me; I'll get you right. And visit the NFL Alumni mm -hmm. Wellness Challenge website. It's wellnesschallenge.nflalumni.org. That's wellnesschallenge.nflalumni.org. Indeed, indeed. Well, now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead. Let's let's just move this aside just one second. We got to go that way. Y'all see this shirt? <laughs> yes. The USFL, SFL. the United States Football League, is back man. today, man. That's that's it's just it's surreal to me. Like USFL, for, for those of you that are old enough to remember, like the early eighties, 80, 82, 83, 82 through eighty five, through eighty five. Yeah, USFL was the, I guess you could say, the spring league 
and they they were just so exciting. Mm-hmm. They they brought a lot to football. Uh, if you ever heard of this uh, run and shoot offense, mm-hmm. that's where it came from. Yep, USFL, the Houston Gamblers. Uh, shout out to our good friend uh, Scott Boucher. Yes, sir. Uh, who's the left guard um, blocking for some guy named Jim Kelly? Jim, Jim. The, the karate guy, <laughs> the martial artist Jim Kelly. Is that you talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. We were just, we were having we were just having a conversation with him yesterday. And he just so casually mentioned, "Hey, you know, yeah, I used to block for Jim Kelly and Doug Williams." I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> I, you just rattled off two legendary quarterbacks that you play with, and just so nonchalant and cavalier about right. it, like, Ke- like Kevin, eh. Hart, Kevin Hart said, "We're not going to just speed past what you just said, like you ain't just say what you just said." USFL was the greatest minor league program of all time ever. Steve Young, Herschel Walker, Reggie White, Reggie White, Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly, Doug Flutie, all came from that league. Yes, and that was, those are just the household. Oh. Names. There's a whole lot of other guys that went and played in the NFL after, you know, the collapse of that league. So, um, incredible league. It was very up-tempo, very high-scoring, energetic. Uh, I hope they bring that style of football back. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was an absolute pleasure to, to, you know, hang out with Scott. Uh, For those of you in the Houston area, um, we are going to be having the official Houston Gamblers Watch Party. It's going to be next Saturday, not this Saturday. This is Easter. You know you're supposed to pay, pay respect to the most, the most high this weekend. Next Saturday, we're going to be having the, the official Houston Gamblers watch party. It's at the Over Under Sports Bar and Grill in Webster, Texas. Um, we'll have that information on our website as well. Uh, we're going to kick off by 5 o'clock. Come out and meet some of the actual players from the 85 Houston Gamblers team. And we're expecting a special video appearance via uh, appearance via video by the legendary Jim Kelly. Yes. So all you old gambler fans, come on out and hang out with us, man. Yes, yes, yes. And for those of you who know us, there was a minor league team Mm -hmm. a few years back Mm -hmm. called the Bay area gamblers. Mm -hmm. And we wore the, we played for that's how we met. Mm-hmm. We met playing for the Bay Area Gamblers, which mm-hmm. was a spinoff, right. kind of a reincarnation in, right. in, in some ways of the old Houston Gamblers. We right. wore the same colors. Right. We had very similar logo. Right. And our oh, by the way, our coach was Haywood Jeffries. Oh, yeah, by the way. By the way. <laughs> Haywood Jeffries was our coach from the uh, Houston Oilers legendary yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. And um, so the gambler name, uh, we didn't play for the Houston Gamblers in the 80s, of course, because we were seven, eight years old. But we did play for the Gamblers. And we take tremendous pride. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, we met playing with the the, the Gamblers. Mm So um, we'll definitely be there. We'll be representing. And um, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward. Yeah, y'all come out, man. Come hang out with yes. us uh, over on the sports bar. You guys been saying you want to hang out with us, meet, and we're gonna do a, a show. So mm-hmm. we won't be here next week at noon like we usually are. We're actually going to be doing the show from over under sports bar right. starting at five o'clock. The yes. game, the game kicks off at six. six. Right. So we're gonna go and do a pregame show from five up until kickoff. Mm-hmm. And again, man, um, Scott was telling us, and he showed us pictures of the um, the thirty year reunion a few. Mm-hmm. Years mm-hmm. back, you know, all kind of guys was there, man. A lot of, like you said, if you're old enough to remember the gamblers, you old enough to remember some of the guys that played. You know, Scott, Jim Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Johnson, mm-hmm. who my Lions fans may remember, yep. played wide receiver for us. 
um, um, John, uh, Ricky Sanders, yep. a legendary uh, Washington uh, Redskins. Yes, Redskins, because it was the Redskins at that time. Mm-hmm. Washington Redskins, a wide receiver. Come on out, man. And here's the thing. Scott just casually says, oh, Anthony Carter. Yeah, I know Anthony Carter. He came to our last reunion. <laughs> I thought about calling him to see if he would come, but I'm not sure. I looked Scott right in his eyes, and I said, Scott, you're going to call Anthony Carter. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to call Anthony Carter. Anthony Carter is a University of Michigan legend, yeah. uh, arguably the greatest wide receiver in Michigan history, and, of course, uh, legendary Michigan Panthers of the USFL wide receiver, and went on to have a good career with the Minnesota Vikings as well. And he mm-hmm. lives here in Houston. Mm-hmm. So, Scott, make that call for me, brother. Mm-hmm. I would love to meet and chop it up with AC. But um, – and and did you ever go to a gambler's game back in the day? No. You never no, had the pleasure of going? I didn't have the pleasure of going. Oh, man. So, yeah. and another little piece of history. Um, the Houston Gamblers used to practice at Fun Stadium, mm-hmm. where which was our home field. Right. Uh, a few of the times we were with the Gamblers. So, check out the history. The Houston Gamblers fold, or the league folds, goes away. We come back with the minor league reincarnation of the Gamblers. We wear the same colors, same semi-logo, and our home field was the field they practice on. Mm-hmm. And Scott gave us a very interesting story about that field last night. You have to come <laughs> to the party to hear that one. Can't tell that <laughs> one, no there. one on the air. <laughs> you know, but, um, There's yeah. a whole, just a whole lot of Houston football oh, history man. that's connected with that team. Yeah. Um, and then Scott went on to play with the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Um, he he bounced around between center and guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just casually mentioned, "Oh yeah, they were going to have me playing behind the uh, playing between, between Mike Bruce Munchak Matthews. and yeah, Bruce, Bruce Matthews. Matthews." Yeah, you freaking kidding me? <laughs> just the, Scott just be throwing stuff yeah. out so casually, man. Yeah. Like uh, you know, yeah, I, I got traded to the Arizona Outlaws, and I was uh, blocking for Doug Williams. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But um, and they're, they're, the the head coach of the New Gamblers is uh, Houston's. Former University of Houston head coach uh, Kevin Sumlin. Kevin so shout Sumlin. out to uh, Coach Sumlin. Yep. Good to see you back in town, brother man. Yep. Uh, I you know we still love and respect all that you've done for the University of Houston. So it's good to have you back in town, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Some we met Sumlin when he was with A and M. Super at, cool, man. Super cool super dude, cool. man. Like yeah. just talk to us like he been knowing us for years. Mm-hmm. You know, real media friendly, and you could tell it's genuine. Some mm-hmm. guys put on for the media. You could tell Coach Sumlin was yeah. genuine, man. Yep. Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I am really really excited about this return of USF. I never thought I would physically see a USFL another, another USFL right. game as an adult. Right. I mean, back in you know when the USFL started, I was uh, 82. I was six. So 83, I actually um, got to see a lot of the Panthers games. Of course, they played in the Silverdome, and my dad was a firefighter, and one of the guys who played with the Panthers. I don't know if they still do it now, but at that time, firefighters, you know, they only work like six days a month. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, to supplement their income, a lot of firefighters in Detroit would drive armored cars Mm -hmm. just for a supplemental job, supplemental income. And one of the guys who played with the Panthers would drive armored cars with my dad during the offseason. So my dad got uh, tickets for all the Panthers games and he would take me. Yeah. So 
my very first time I went to a Panthers game before I went to a Lions game. I wow. went to my first Panthers game in 83, my first Lions game in 84. Wow. So my very first time in the Pontiac Silverdome was watching the Michigan Panthers play. And I distinctly remember the conference championship game. We're playing the Oakland Invaders. Mm. I was seven years old, man. I remember this like it was yesterday. We're playing the Oakland Invaders and our seats were in the end zone a little bit up. And Anthony Carter, Bobby Abair was our quarterback. Saints fans, you may right. remember Bobby Abair. Right. And shout out to Bobby Abair's restaurant in New Ooh, Orleans. Man. Oh my man. God. I'm glad I'm not in New Orleans. I'll be struggling on his weight loss. Wait, what you say, man? If I live in New I'll Orleans, I'll be 600, 600 pounds. pounds. <laughs> like Zion. Yeah. You, you be looking yeah. like Zion. Yeah. People are like, how can Zion keep gaining that weight? Have you ever you been ever, in New Orleans, Louisiana? Yeah. Yeah. Bobby A. Bear's restaurant is dope. They got these Cajun fries. Just check out Bobby A. Bear's in New Orleans. Yes. Shout out. So, Bobby A. Bear was our quarterback at the time. And he hit Anthony Carter on a bomb right in front of us. That wind up being the game winning touchdown. Mm. And I still, in my mind, I still see it clear as day. I see that goalpost coming down because that was the conference championship game. We beat the Invaders and then we go on and win the championship. I think it was the Philadelphia Stars. So the Michigan Panthers actually won the 83 USFL championship. And then the league uh, went away in 85. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that documentary about. I haven't uh, seen it, no. Man, listen. There's a I know a lot about the story, but I haven't seen the actual documentary. Yeah, yeah. so let me tell y'all who killed the USFL. Donald the, Trump. The USFL was a spring league. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump bought the league, and this arrogant SOB mm -hmm. decides to move the league from the spring into the fall with the intent of competing with the NFL. Mm -hmm. It's not like he said... Well, we'll just see what happens. He said, I want to compete with he the NFL. He wanted to go head up with the NFL. And he moved the league to the fall. Man. The NFL Man. chewed him up and spit him out. Yep. Donald Trump is the reason that the USFL And he filed folded. the antitrust lawsuit. Then I think he got a dollar <laughs> that lawsuit. Yep. Yeah. Basically, the court's in a very straightforward banner just basically handed him to sit your ass down award so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so not only did donald trump jack jack up this country more importantly he jacked up the usfl football mm -hmm. league before that so um shout out to donald trump for that but no <laughs> but the usfl is back man now we got some interesting things about the usfl mm -hmm. um First of all, all the teams aren't back. We'll, we'll tell you teams that are back. The New Jersey Generals, mm -hmm. the Birmingham Stallions, the Philadelphia Stars, the New Orleans Breakers, the Tampa Bay Bandits, Pittsburgh Maulers, and last but not least, the Houston Gamblers and the Michigan Panthers, right. who ironically play each other tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. at 11 a.m. Right. Or 10, 10 a.m. our time. No, it's 11. 11, 11 a.m. our time. Right. And we are talking yesterday. You told me about some interesting yeah, some Quirks innovations that, they that yeah. they're bringing to the game. So the USFL will not have a field chain crew. And everyone's like, well, how in the hell are they going to spot the ball? They have embedded technology inside the football with lasers and GPS uh, tracking, et cetera, and that's how they're going to spot the football. So when the quarterback throws a pass, it is going to digitally determine whether or not, you know, where the positioning is on the field for that ball. So that's going to be interesting to mm -hmm. see. You know, there's a, there's that human element 
to, to me, I, I like it. You know, saying when the chain gang comes out, which is, you know, it's fourth and short, and you don't know if they got it or not. You're looking at the TV, you listen to the commentary, and everybody's tight, and then the, they, they, they extend that chain, and it either, it's either short or or you got it. That That's that's gone with the USFL. Uh, they are going to be 100% spot on every spot moving forward. So um, whether or not the other leagues or NCAA, you know, adopt that technology or, or some variation of it is interesting to see. But um, the, the old USFL also did bring in a lot of media innovations. They so, did. Uh, yep. They were the ones to, to add a whole lot of the, the additional content for the um, pregame show. Uh, they had different camera angles. They had the sideline view camera that you see. Uh, looking from behind the um, the uh, the ball spotter, mm-hmm. they are they're the ones who brought that to the game. You go back and look at those old games before that; they, it didn't exist. They they came that came from the USFL. So it'd be interesting to see what new ideas they have that's going to change the game of football. Yeah. Now the USFL has a few other different rules um, than the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, their overtime is going to be just like college. You know, everybody everybody gets a shot. Right. So um, that'll be interesting. That's now, been a hot debate for the NFL, too. I know yeah. that um, they when they had the owners meeting, they, I think they made a change. Everybody this gets year. a chance. Everybody now. gets a change mm-hmm. now. But the USFL, they've always had that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go, even going back to the 80s, yep. they were very, very innovative, man. Um, another interesting thing they're going to do is they're, they're going to have a three point attempt. Right. So not a, not a field goal, but an actual three point point after attempt. Right. So if you're down by nine, you could score a three-point extra point attempt and tie the game up. Mm-hmm. So this is how it's going to work. Um, how's it go? Teams will have the option of attempting a pass or run from the 10-yard line after scoring. Um, it's unclear where the teams will embrace making frequent three-point attempts, but the change guarantees that teams will always be one score away from tying or winning the game if they trail by single digits. So, yeah, you would have to be down by 10 to need two scores. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's I think that's cool. I think that's cool because it, it means you, you always got a chance. Strategically speaking, mm-hmm. you know, it changes a lot. Yeah. And Especially if you have an unreliable kicker. Right. Um, now, another thing is the kickoffs. Now, the NFL and college football, and understandably so, with what we know about uh, brain injuries mm-hmm. and um, things like that now, they're trying to eliminate the kickoff. They keep moving it further and further up. Mm-hmm. So majority of kickoffs nowadays are actually touchbacks. Mm-hmm. But the USFL is going the other route. They're moving it back. The kickoffs will be from the 25-yard line. So unless you got Justin Tucker or somebody, mm-hmm. I'd somebody say with a boot. Yeah, I'd say probably ninety five percent of kickoffs will be returned. Right. So um, that's that, an exciting element. Of very much though. so. I mean, I'm glad they got rid of things like the wedge and things like that. You know, but I mean, kick returns are a significant part of the game. That that field position battle. You got a dominant mm-hmm. kick returner like a Metcalf, like a. Uh, uh, what's his name to go? Okay, so I'm drawing a blank. Devin Hester. Devin Hester. Mm-hmm. Man, a Dion, you know, one of those guys that can just flip the field. Yep. It's this strategy, man. Yeah. And then the other team has to either avoid kicking them or, you know, you know, so that that's a that's an element. Special teams is underappreciated in football. And when you take that element away, I mean, I think you're taking away a significant part of the game. Right. Now, they're also adopting another piece of college football, the USFL pass interference rules will be 
um, either defensive pass interference is a much more complex file in the USFL. It will either be a 15-yard penalty or a spot file, depending on the criteria applied. So I think that's interesting. It says that defensive pass interference infractions beyond 15 yards where a player isn't intentionally tackled will only be a 15-yard penalty. Interference could occur 25 yards downfield, but only a 15-yard walk-off. That's basically just like college. That's helping the DBs. Right. If I'm going to get burned by this guy for 30, 40 yards, yeah, I'll take 15. I'll take that. Hey, yeah, man, you, oh, my, my bad. Well, Paul, 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 say you're breaking the jacket. You're breaking my shirt. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll grab the guy. You yeah. know, yeah. So it's going to be a combination of NFL and pro rules. Right. Now, the most interesting thing that I found with the USFL rules is the onside kick. You can do a traditional onside kick, or after you score. You can do a fourth and 12 from your own 33-yard line. If you convert it, wow. you get yeah, the ball back. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, Man. I'm, I'm not a big gimmick guy, but it's good to see them differentiating themselves right. from traditional professional football or the NFL. I'm just concerned about the – like, they're putting a lot on the defense, man. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a lot. You yeah. know, you just finish the drive off. Normally it's a it's a kickoff or a, like you said, an onside kick, a kick and then they gotta go down and play another snap. Like it it matters, man. You you and I both know you've been tired on it on that sideline. You got your hands on your hips, mm-hmm. you sucking down that Gatorade trying to grasp for air, and here comes another a huge play. Another huge play. Mm-hmm. You gotta get back out there and crank it up again. So that's that's a lot to put on the on the defense. I'm just a little concerned about that. Yeah, but it makes for – and the USFL is doing – I think what they're doing is a combination of traditional professional football mm-hmm. and uh, with a few gimmicks. It's mm-hmm. kind of a cross between the NFL and the XFL. Mm-hmm. The XFL was pretty much all gimmick. Mm-hmm. Some of it was a little cheesy. Right. But some of it just made some of it was interesting. Some of it was yeah. good, though. Yeah. The zipline camera came from the XFL. Yep. And the XFL right. will be back next year. Right. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his wife, uh, well, ex-wife, purchased the league. Right. And uh, they're supposed to come back this year. But right. when the USFL came back, they bumped it back. So they'll be back next year. But they were smart. They're partnering with the NFL They're now, partnering so. with the NFL. Mm. Right. So the NFL won't swallow you whole if you partner with them. So mm. we're just hoping that the same thing, and the USFL is playing it smart. They're playing in the spring, mm. like the original USFL, mm-hmm. and they're not attempting to compete with the NFL because right. we all know if you try to compete with the NFL, that will they not will end you. well. You, you're competing with 32 billionaires. Right. You will not win. No. Just like, uh, 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 who was it? Was it Floyd? Floyd Mayweather. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. Floyd Mayweather offered any NFL owner who gave Colin Kaepernick a job, $20 million. Oh, so Antonio Brown. Antonio, I'm Antonio sorry. Brown, yeah. oh, Kaepernick. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Any team that would sign AB, he would give them $20 million. He did that for attention. He know damn well they're not going to take that. Floyd, sir. Come on, man. You're talking to billionaires. Now, right. is Floyd a billionaire? 
He's if he's not, he's pretty close to it. Okay, I don't know what his actual net worth is. I think he's, the, he's up there. Yeah, as far as I know, off the top of my head, the only black billionaires are Michael Jordan, Oprah, and the guy that uh, owned BTBT, Rob Johnson, Rob Johnson, yeah. Tiger Woods, right. and Le- I think LeBron just made it right. a year or two ago. I think LeBron's a billionaire now. So, um, but listen, man, Floyd, nah, let let's be real. You can come around us. Average people or people in your circle and throw around $20 million. But you're talking to people with, listen, if an NFL owner woke up with your bank account, he would jump off of a bridge. Mm-hmm. So that that is the, like super disrespectful to mm-hmm. offer those guys $20 million. Floyd which, likes the attention. He likes that's, it. The, that's all it was. And I rock with Floyd. I like yeah. Floyd. Yeah. But come on, bro. Come on. Come on, bro. But, um, yeah, so this this USFL thing, man, is going to be in. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Antonio Brown in the USFL at some point hmm. this year. Mark my words. That would be interesting because you know, they to me all the stars of the of the league are the coaches. They got some big mm-hmm. names, you mm-hmm. know, big name coaches. But we really don't know a whole lot of the the players, you know, per se, like as a household name. Yeah. So I think at some point they're going to look to make some additions, you know, to some household names. You know, Terrell Owens is now back playing in the fan control league. That's true. You know, he made the size old. Hey, dude, still he, he's still in. Have you up. seen him? Crazy. You seen him? Crazy you seen him when he took his shirt off? Crazy. Jesus, how? Crazy, bro. How are you fifty years old <laughs> and still built like that? Crazy. You kidding me? Yeah. So he thinks he can still play in the league, and he wants to get some film to show that he can still do it. So. He's in the fan control league along with uh, Johnny Manziel. Oh Jesus! <laughs> They're teammates now. Oh Jesus! So. And, and I think I think To can still play. I'm yes. not saying he could p- complete in the NFL. No, like on a every down basis. But he'd be he'd be very interested in the, in the league like the XFL or the USFL. Put him in the he, red zone. Yeah, he's still oh, big, he's still big. Still big. He still, he still can, can catch. Yeah, he's still strong. Right, still in shape. Yeah, still fast. Yeah, third and third and six. Yeah, or uh, uh, third and goal from like the eight. Yeah, somebody who you can just throw the ball right. in traffic that'll go get it. Right. Take the hit. Sure, he could still do that. And he was an underappreciated route runner. Like that dude ran. He was a hell Absolutely. of a route runner. Absolutely, so, probably mm-hmm. the best downfield blocking mm-hmm. wide receiver that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yep, I'll tell you this. Jerry Rice is the GOAT. <laughs> Inside joke. We'll tell you about that later. <laughs> Jerry Rice is hands down the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game. Calvin Johnson is probably the most talented wide I receiver any to that. ever play the game. Right. But the best overall wide receiver that I have ever seen is Terrell Owens. Mm-hmm. He was big. He was strong. He was fast. Mm-hmm. He was quick. He was aggressive. He mm-hmm. had great hands. He ran great routes. Mm-hmm. He did. There's nothing Terrell Owens really can do. Really high football IQ. Too. Very high football. Very IQ. high football yes. IQ. The most complete receiver I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. That's why it's so disrespectful. They made that man wait to get in the Hall of Fame. That's a whole nother show, man. Yeah, that's a whole nother yeah. show. But um, looking forward to the USFL, man. Today we've got the um, uh, the Generals, the New Jersey Generals, and the Birmingham Stallions, and then tomorrow we got the Gamblers and the Panthers. Mm-hmm. The Stars and the Breakers and the Bandits and the Maulers. We won't be able to watch today's game because we're going to be at the Toyota Center getting down with Mays and the Isley Brothers. She's cooling me out, I, I, man, baby. I can't wait. This concert was supposed to be in January, yes. and they moved it back for whatever reason. Yeah. But it's tonight, and I, yeah. I can't wait, man. So I don't mark out easily, man, but I was like a little kid because uh, I just responded on their, their – you know, they Ronald Isley posted this morning. 
He posted a picture of himself sitting in, in like one of those big king chairs. Uh-huh. He was like, I'm just patiently waiting for my car to start Houston. So I replied and I tagged the official Isley Brothers uh-huh. um, Instagram page. And they replied. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Bro, listen. I'm going to say this here. <laughs> listen, man. That's a whole nother level of, of excellence right there. Yes. Yeah. Since 1959, yeah. bro. It's 2022. Yeah. These guys put their first album out in 59. Yep. So check this out. Everybody who knows me knows that is my all-time favorite group. Their one and 1A is hands down Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. I think that's your favorite, right? Mm-hmm. So their one and 1A with me. I'm telling you this right now. The day that they... The Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and y'all Fire. Gotta, y'all got to make it happen. Does a show man. together? Y'all got to make it happen. The Lord can take me the next day. My <laughs> life is complete. That's it. That's all I want. They out just, of life. When they had their verses, I was just like, I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna. Ha- I know they're gonna do it. Man. Now, don't get me wrong. Earth, Wind, and Fire is touring with Maze right now. Right. No, Isley's. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. The Isley's touring with Maze. Right. Earth, Wind, and Fire is touring with Santana. No, I'm gonna tell you another but, dope show. And I think you was at one that yeah. one too. Remember a few years ago, Earth, Wind, and Fire in Chicago. Oh man. Hey, hey. bro. Listen, B- black folks. Hey. I told a lot of black people about Chicago. They was like, Chicago? Them boys they, get they down. They got sold. They got down. Yeah. They was on stage with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. Can you imagine? Those are the two greatest horn sections in right. the history of music. Earth, yep. Wind, and Fire in Chicago. Yeah. They were on stage together. Chicago is playing with Earth, Wind, and Fire mm-hmm. with Philip Bailey singing. Mm-hmm. Dope show. Mm-hmm. Dope show. But um, yeah, so uh, that's that's what's going on for the night. But tomorrow, eleven in the morning, yep. we will see the Gamblers yes. and the Panthers, and we gonna have to get a bet, man. Yeah, we, we gonna have to do something. We gonna have to get a bet, definitely. But um, that's it, man. Um, again, if you're not following us on social media, man, make sure you're doing so. We're on YouTube at Bring the Pain Sports. We're on Facebook at BTP Sports Talk. We're on Instagram at BTP underscore Sports. We're on Twitter at BTP Sports, and also go to Believe. That's B B L E A V dot com. Type in BTP Sports. We'll come up. You can also catch us on Spotify, iHeart, iRadio, Google. Amazon, anywhere you catch your podcast, we are there. There's no excuse. If you want to see after further review, we out there. And if you don't remember all that, you can just go to our website. All the links are there. BTPSportsTalk.com. Yes, that's it. All right. So for the great sports Morpheus, the Badger Mitchell Brock (laughs) and the crew, see y'all next time. Thanks for joining. Love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.